Amen, amen. God bless you. How's everybody doing? Amen, amen. All right, this morning let's talk about what to do when the crap hits the fan. What to do when the crap hits the fan. Now, the scripture is going to be Psalm 73, 1 through 17. I'm not going to read that. You can turn to it. You can read it while I preach. I will be referring to it periodically throughout the message. We are talking about injustice and unfairness. It's so real. And it's all around us. For those of us in the United States, we can look just in our government alone, in our Congress. Folks in there, they shouldn't be there. We know that. Why? Why did we put them there? They ain't worth a dime. I'm talking about injustice and unfairness. And these are the people who are going for our back to, to help us? Seriously? Wow. You know, it's, it's called the inequities. Of life. And the better question is how are we going to respond now that we have been affected by what we see, by what's all around us, by what's going on? Because it affects all of us. God allows us to vent. For those of you reading the scripture, he, he does this with all of his servants. You look throughout the Bible, Abraham, Jacob, Moses, David. Oh, they did some serious complaining, whining, if you please, to God. And he listened and he heard them and he answered them. And we, we, we have to remember that the word of God is the word. And the word stands on its own. And the Bible says, the word of God says, that despite what we think, despite what we do, despite how we feel, man will reap what he sows. Now, that has nothing to do with us. That's God's business. But so many of us, we want to see it when people fall. We want to see it when they get theirs. But sometimes it's not for you to see. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just means it's not for you to see. Now, the psalmist here in 73 is Asaph. And those of you who don't know Asaph, he is a song leader. He leads the people. He's the minister of music, so to speak. He's to get the people inspired and encouraged before the preaching. Now, people in the sanctuary respect him. And they know he's going to lead them closer to God so they can receive the word. But we have a problem. Yep, Houston, we have a problem. The problem is Asaph is having trouble believing God himself right now. And he has let the mishaps of what he's feeling affect his attitude. 
of how he sees life and how he sees God. It ain't going to be a good song. <laughs> See, justice to Asaph didn't seem to be working. Not, not from where Asaph could see, you see. The, the, these issues that he was seeing or experiencing, whatever, they were causing Asaph to have some doubt. He was suffering from doubt, doubtitis, if you please. He was in anguish. And, and you can see right there in the word, for those of you who are reading it, that he even start to question God. Yes, 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 yes. Some of us have been there. Things ain't going right. Things haven't been going right. Things don't look like they're going to go right. We've been praying, but haven't seen an answer. But yet all around us, those who don't love God, those who are not cherishing God, those who are not praising God, seem to be doing just fine. Something is wrong with this picture, Lord. And this is what Asaph was feeling. And please understand, as many quotes have said, life must be lived forward. I'm going to say that again. Life must be lived forward. You cannot live life driving your car and looking in the rearview mirror. You're going to crash. You have to look forward. Now, unfortunately, when it comes to life, you may live it forward, but in order to understand it, then you have to look backward. Yeah. In order to know where you're going, you got to know where you've been so you can know where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And what this means is sometimes our clearest understanding of life's events comes only when we see those events through life's rear view mirror. Asap came to appreciate this view as he looks back on a time of his life that was filled with despair and doubt and personal pain. Have you been there? Some of you say, I'm there right now. I'm living it right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, divorce, loss of job, wayward children, pregnant teen, kid on drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 and you trying to serve God. It, it, it made ASAP wonder just how good and how fair God really was because he just wasn't making sense. And Ahab was struggling with it. Yeah, yeah, this isn't new. See, some of you going through this right now, you thought you're the only one. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Nobody knows my sorrow. Oh, Asap, right there in the Bible, he says, amen, amen, sister. Amen, brother. Huh? So Asaph opens up by saying, without a doubt, 
I know God is good to Israel. Huh? If your heart is right, God is with you. If you're committed to God, God is committed to you. But somewhere along the way, the core of the conflict seemed to be that this was not being carried out orderly or properly. For whatever reason, the righteous were suffering, just like right now. Some of you right now, you're suffering right now. You're wondering, Lord, I don't understand this. I'm doing my best. I'm reading the word. I go to church. I hang around godly folk. I try to do the right thing. And, and I keep getting messed on. I keep getting crapped on. I don't understand this, Lord. What, what do I do now that the crap has hit the fan? It seems to me like, Lord, the more I talk to you, the more you're not hearing me. I, 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 I'm not sure you're there. Oh, you haven't said this? Come on, come on, come on. But let's be real. Uh -huh. See, the question now is, is, is do you continue to trust God? This is what ASAP said. See, while your soul is raging and injustice is before you, do you continue to trust God? ASAP is talking to us. He's trying to help us here. Huh? And ASAP says, I know God blesses the pure in heart. But I had to learn the hard way. And if I can, this is what ASAP is saying to us. He wants to testify. I want to go backwards and testify. Look at verse 2. Huh? It says, as for me, I came so close to the edge of my cliff. My feet were slipping. And I was almost gone. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, so ASAP says that I had a bad attitude. I had the wrong attitude. And it nearly caused me to stumble and even reject God. And why? Why? Why did this occur, preacher? Because verse 3 says, For I was envious of the prosperity of the wicked. I looked around and saw how prospered these fools were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come on. And I said, huh? They ain't serving God. They don't pay no tithe. They ain't giving no offering. They ain't helping nobody. They ain't been to a convalescent home. They ain't been to an orphanage. They just helping themselves. And here I am doing all of these things and praying to God and loving God. And look at me. Ain't got nothing. Wow. And you thought you were the only one. Well, I can say this. At least ASAP is being honest. And I, I wonder if we can be that way too. He was open and honest. He did not like the prosperity of the wicked. They boast about what they have without God, how they don't need him. And, and, and then here's the problem. 
God allows it. Well, come on, come on. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Huh? And this brought envy. Oh, Ahab's got, he got upset. Asaph got upset. These people don't know God and they don't want to know him. And yet they continually buying brand new houses, brand new cars, getting promoted on the job, getting the best jobs. Come on, let's, let's talk. Let's talk. This is where we are. This is where a lot of us live right now. Here he was taught. If you trust God, he'll bless you and everything will be all right. Isn't that what most of us been taught? Huh? And instead, all we see is grief and suffering. And look at these heathen just prospering while the righteous suffer. Oh, we got a problem in Houston. Huh? This, this is a conflict. Something wrong here. People of faith suffering all around. And Asap said, it ate me alive. It tore at my soul. Huh? Come on, look at verse four. Huh? It says that uh, all through life, their road is smooth. They grow sleek and fat. <laughs> Come on, Asap. Preach to them. They aren't always in trouble. They aren't always plagued with problems like everyone else. So their pride sparkles like a jeweled necklace. Preach, Ahab. Preach, Asap. And their clothing is woven of cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could wish for. They scoff at God and, and they threaten his people. Oh, how proudly they speak. Wow, 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 wow. You see, the conflict between the prosperity of the wicked and the pure in heart, Asaph said it just ain't right. They don't have any pains in death. They die full and fat, satisfied. No troubles or plagues like godly men and women. Their pride and violence seem to be rewarded. They bulge with abundance. Huh? Come on now. They speak with pride and arrogance. Huh? They rob the poor of the very basics of life. They could share, they refuse to. They, ain't, they don't need nothing. They mock God. In all they do. Just look at the attitude toward God. They mock him. Look at verse 11. Huh? It says that, does God even know this is going on? Lord, have you, have you heard them? Have you looked at them? The ungodly are prosperous and rebellious. They're carefree, unconcerned. They don't give a rat's behind about anybody but themselves. They feel protected from the normal pains of life. <laughs> My God. And then it says it's like they're invulnerable to any of divine response. They have a negative attitude. They sin at will. It's mockery. And it just ain't Asaph was just Asaph was just getting started. I mean, he was frustrated. His response, 
was even a greater problem than the problem he was looking at. It was already bad enough, but he made it even worse the way he dealt with it. Huh? Look at verse 13. Huh? Verse 13 says, have I been wasting my time? I'm trying to live right, do right, be right, give right. Huh? And have I been wasting my time? Why do I go through the trouble of being pure? Whoa. Come on, come on, come on. Some of you have said this very thing. Some of you have thought this very thing. And, uh, and look at 14. All I get out of it is trouble and woe every day and all day long. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Mm, 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 mm. When it seems as if God is not in control, our doubts can make us want to give up. Why am I even a Christian? Purity of heart and life just don't seem to matter. And they don't seem to be worth it. So why should I even bother? This is a minister in the church of God who is supposed to be inspiring and encouraging people. And this is how he felt. Wow. It was right about here, verse 14, verse 15, that Asaph had to catch himself. Let's take a look at 15. If I had really said that I would have been a traitor to you people, I had to catch myself. And 16 says, and yet it is so hard to explain it. This prosperity of those who hate the Lord. Oh, they mock him. They don't care. They live like they please. And, and listen, listen. His disapproval of God's handling of life was on his mind. Asap just couldn't get rid of it. He couldn't get that out of his mind. It stopped him short. But then, but then, but then. Yes, yes, yes. He had a spiritual awakening. This is in the Bible for a reason. He thought about his moral and spiritual responsibility as a song leader, as a minister of God. And he did not want this negativity to get off on others and didn't want them to have these ill feelings. And right on the edge of the abyss, the Spirit of the Lord pulled him back. Asap knew his response could negatively impact others' lives. And so he checked himself. My, my, my. Sometimes you got to check yourself. It's not all about you. What you do, how you live, what you say, where you go, it affects others also. Have you thought about that? Stop thinking only about yourself. Your position, 
put you in responsibility. You're a husband. You're a wife. You're a mother. You're a father. You're a friend. They know you go to church. They know you're supposed to love the Lord. How you deal with your issues in life matters. And like a stone tossed in smooth waters, you can have a rippling effect. You can't be short-sighted because you're going through something. You can't start yelling and screaming and drinking and smoking and sexing and all this other mess that the world does. What about the scope of your influence? The Spirit of the Lord moved on Asaph. And he was filled with agony and intensity of all this suffering because he was trying to comprehend why when that was none of his business. What others are doing and how they're living has nothing to do with you. You leave that to God. And you keep praising and serving God. That's what you do. Get your mind off of them. Get your eyes off of them and put your mind and your eyes on the Lord and let the Spirit lead you and guide you. In his mind, Asaph was thinking, when will there be answers for all these questions? <laughs> and God was saying to him, mind your business and leave that to me. Justice is coming when I want it to come and how I want it to come. Wow. Wow. I bet you didn't see that coming. You see, sometimes we can't find the answers we need until we find ourselves in the presence of God himself. And this is exactly what happened to Asaph. Come on, come on. You got to look at verse 17. Asaph says, then one day, oh, oh, oh boy, there are a lot of it. Then one day, one day, I went into the sanctuary of God to meditate. I thought about the future of these evil men. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to go into the sanctuary. Mm, mm, mm. A place of refuge. A place of safety. Uh, a place to regather oneself. And I said, Lord, if you came right now, I'm going to heaven and the rest of them, they're going to be right here. I lift them up to you in the name of Jesus. I pray for them. They think everything is fine and great. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in this case, we're not talking about a physical location, but the idea of abiding in the presence of of God. Go to the sanctuary, not the church house, but find a place of quietness and have a little talk with Jesus. It was like David was talking about in Psalms 23 when he anticipated the still waters. You and God 
wherever you are and just talk. Just listen. Jesus himself saw sanctuary. He frequently moved away from the crowds. He frequently moved away from the work and the disciples. And what the Bible said, he went to spend time alone with his father. He went to the sanctuary. Sanctuary suggests the idea of a place that's set apart for spiritual protection, for rest, and for renewal. How many of us have found our sanctuary? And again, I'm not talking about that building that you sit in with all them people. And some of you, you worse there than you, if you find just a quiet place with just you and God. Every one of us needs a place with just us and God. A hiding place where our hearts are restored. and Where we are strengthened. Where all of our struggles are laid before God. Today, tomorrow, yesterday, all laid out bare before God. This is what ASAP had to do. And this is what we have to do is go into the sanctuary with God. And what did God do? God brought him fresh light. In the midst of his struggling and his despair, God brought him renewal and freshness, just like he did for Elijah when he ran from that old witch, Jezebel. God met him and fed him and spoke to him and renewed him and gave him strength. There is always a solution when we turn to God, listen, listen, instead of the beggarly elements of this world. Come on, come on. It is not found with that woman, with that man, with that bottle, with those pills, with that group. Huh? That's not the answer. That might soothe you and settle you for a moment, but then you got more problems. You have to turn to God. No more questions for God. No more questions about God. Just praise him. Just worship him. Just love him for his kindness, his peace, his love, his grace, and his mercy. Oh my God. How you see someone is how you treat them. And some of us just have a major disrespect even for God. We need to look at God with reverence. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, come on, come on, preacher. Whatever is going to happen to the ungodly, whatever is going to happen to the unjust is God's business, not ours. And ASAP, had to learn this in the sanctuary. He and you and I have allowed our conflict of faith to overwhelm us and cause us to set aside 
the comfort and peace of God because we so busy looking at everybody else. While God is trying to offer us something for ourselves. Wow. And this is why ASAP could talk about verse 2. Go back and look at it again. ASAP had to learn the hard lesson that despite what we are going through, God can always be trusted even when life doesn't make sense. Yeah. God is still in control. Even when it doesn't seem like it. Even when things feel and look out of control. When we meet God in the sanctuary, he will carry us through all this mess. Even our doubts. Psalms 46 and 1. God is our refuge and our strength. Our very present help in time of trouble. And you can go back and look at Psalm 73 and 6 and see how the wicked are doing their thing and not respecting God. God will take care of that. That's his business. Leave all the justice and judging to God. You just meet him. You, 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 brother. You, sister. You just meet him in the sanctuary. Come on, choir. So your perspective can be clear. Huh? And it's all about your perspective. How you see God. Knowing that your life is on the right path. Knowing that you've done what God told you to do. You've done what God told you to do. You're going where God told you to go. That's what matters. The doors of the church are open. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. I know I know where you live. I know what you're going through. I know where you've been. I know the doubts in your mind. I know the frustration in your heart. Come on. Come on to Jesus. And give it to him. Don't run around with doubt. Don't run around with frustration and depression. Give all that anguish to the Lord. And let him open up your mind and your heart. Come to the sanctuary. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. Come on. Come on. Those of you who are listening out there, wherever you are, in your car, on your job, at your house, walking down the street, driving, wherever you are, this is the time for you to say, Lord, I hear you. I know what ASAP is talking about. And that's me, Lord. That's where I am. And just like Asaph had to go into the sanctuary, a 
whole lot of us have to do the very same Let us pray. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for your word. We heard it today. Yes, Lord, thank you. Your spirit spoke to us. Now, God, lead us into the sanctuary. Speak to our heart, our mind, our soul. Lead us and guide us. Help us to look to you and not around at others and what they're doing, how they're living. If anything, just pray for them. But our mind and our heart and our soul needs to be concentrated on you. Where you're leading us, where you're guiding us. And we thank you for the answer. And thank you for the peace and the comfort we feel even now. That we are giving this to you rather than thinking about what others are dealing with and going through. That's not our business. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This is Faith Word Finding Ministries Weekly Encouragement. By now, I'm where God bless you. I pray that you'll share this message with a friend. Amen.